0: On this episode, we discuss the SpaceX Starship Mark 1 being unveiled, Kevin Feige being tapped for a Star Wars movie, and Chris has an interesting story about a Tesla feature helping catch criminals. Plus, we recorded this episode live on International Podcast Day, which means that SPs popped back in so I can do a podcast-themed Geek Wars.
1: I'm SP from Better Podcasting, a show dedicated to help make your podcast better and it is part of the Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other insightful and wonderful geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com.
2: This is the official GunnaGeek.com show. Each week, we run down the latest news and happenings in the world of geek. These are your hosts for the show, Steven, Chris, and SP.
0: Welcome to an all-new episode of the OfficialGunnaGeek.com of show. I am Steven John Drew and I am pleased to say that Chris Farrell's here again this week. Boy, hello there. My friends call me Suncast. That's true. His friends do call him Suncast, which is really odd, because we've also had Suncast being called Chris Farrell by his friends. However, Mine's spelled with a C. Okay, okay. His is spelled with a C. We're pleased to say that he is back again for a temporary time. That's right. He's taking another hiatus from his hiatus. SP is here to return today on September 30th, which is International Podcast Day. So, of course, he wanted to join us to podcast this week. How's it going, SP? How's that engine?
1: The engine's good. You know, the original repair went great. And now I've discovered that there was an additional thing wrong with the engine, which was the valves. So now I got to replace some valves got to do some valve lashing. I've got to, I had to take the engine out again. So I'll be gone again for another couple of weeks, but this time it won't be so long. And then I will be back and it'll be great. And I think that every year for the past, I don't know, four or five years, I've always podcasted on international podcasting day. So I'm just grateful to be here. Thanks for having me during my hiatus. I really appreciate it.
0: And for those of you who are checking us out for the first time, SP has been away for a little while. He is a recurring host, well, a regular host on here. And he has been away. So he's been more recurring lately. However, he's just been trying to get this project done. that has been well overdue. And uh, I heard that he's actually creating a YouTube Gonna Geek Gear how-to tutorial for his entire engine troubles. I hear he's documented it the entire time, and that's going to be the way that we launch Gonna Gear. That's what I heard.
1: There is a lot of tool throwing. There is a lot of kicking of parts. There is a lot of injuries that have not been filmed. So sorry, it is not going to happen, although this would be a hilarious two and a half years to throw on YouTube.
0: Yeah, you've been doing this a long time. I'm actually, you know, sad. although I am sad that you haven't been on here, I'm actually really happy that you haven't been on here because I know it's been a thorn in your side and your garage for a very long time. So I'm very, very happy that you're finally getting this done. And worst case scenario, if it turns out to just be a bucket of bolts, because it will actually probably cost you money to get rid of it, you can just gift it to Chris Farrell and put that burden on him.
1: I will ship it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Just put it in his driveway.
3: I will deny it. I will not sign for it.
1: You won't be a home and it will be no signature required. Just dumped in your driveway. Non-movable too.
3: I have that nest cam on the front of my house. So I would see you do it. And I could just give that to the police and say, somebody just dropped their property in my front yard. Won't be
1: my property at that point. It won't be my property. I don't have the title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, while the two of them figure out the legalities of that, let's go ahead and move on to the news. Here we go. It's been a while since we've had like some true space news on this show, because whenever Chris Farrell and I try to do space news, we usually end up making jokes that are inappropriate. And so we just stopped doing it all together. So, SP, I look forward to you giving us news this week, but I want you to do it like three times as well as you usually would because you've been away so long. So while you talk about SpaceX, I want you to talk really just more like SpaceXXX.
1: Yeah, that's not going to happen, Stephen. But what is going to happen is we're going to talk about SpaceX. I want to enunciate, though, a lot has happened in space news since I was last on the show. And unfortunately, we might catch some of it on the backside. But this was a big announcement in of itself. And I'm glad I'm here this week to cover it. Basically, Elon Musk unveiled the SpaceX Starship Mark One. Last weekend, he streamed it Saturday night. So if you happen to be watching American college football, you missed it. But it is on YouTube, the whole hour and 25 minutes, which includes a, I don't know, 15 minute break in the middle where they went transition from the actual announcement to which it was a lot like, you know, when you it's not like a TED talk. It wasn't like that at all, but it was kind of like an announcement with the new iPhones or the Google phones or whatever. And it was good. He just he wasn't polished when he was up there. He was like a regular guy that was talking, which was great. And he had a lot to say on the top of his head. But in any case, there was a great article on Space.com by Tariq Malik, who I actually got to see on screen because in the second half of the live stream, they let reporters ask questions and Tariq was one of the reporters there to ask questions. Interestingly enough, it was great to see all the reporters there, including somebody that runs the SpaceX Reddit form. I thought it was great that Elon wanted the SpaceX Reddit form there as well. So it was really good. cool. So this is what happened. Elon Musk now has a starship and one day he expects it will help SpaceX reach other worlds. So he stood beneath the towering Starship Mark 1, which is a prototype for SpaceX's massive reusable launch system. Elon Musk laid out his plans for international interplanetary travel at the company's South Texas test site on Saturday, September 28th, which was the 11th anniversary of the first successful orbital launch of SpaceX's first rocket, the Falcon 1. Now this new version of the Starship And its super heavy boosters will be able to carry up to 100 people to the moon, Mars, or any other destinations in space or around Earth, he said. It will eventually stand at 387 feet, which is 118 meters tall, and be completely 100% reusable, except for the fuel, with quick turnarounds of about a day, he was talking about. This is the rocket that will launch the billionaire Japanese entrepreneur and a handful of artists on a trip around the moon in the early 2020s. Quote, this is, I think, the most inspiring thing I have ever seen. Unquote. That was from Elon Musk as he was standing underneath the starship. And he also went ahead and said this, quote, this is the fastest path to a self-sustaining city on Mars. Unquote. And with the design nailed down, SpaceX plans to move fast. And he went on to say, quote, this is going to sound totally nuts, but I think we want to reach orbit in less than six months, provided the rate of design improvement and manufacturing improvement continues to be exponential. I think that is accurate to within a few months, unquote. This was very inspiring. I don't think he needed to do it. I think he wanted to do it. I think he wanted to inspire humankind to go ahead and think about better things. Think about establishing a scientific base on the moon. Think about establishing a multi-planetary species, which then you'd have a city on Mars. He's really moving forward on this. And there were some great questions. And one of the questions was, are you going to bring one of your boring company's bores to the moon or Mars? He said, yes. And then there was another great question and said, do you, are you going to design a Tesla model for Mars to which he said, you know, we don't have to, we'll just actually bring a Tesla there and it can operate on Mars because it doesn't need air to operate. I was like, that's so cool. Which we all
0: know his prototype of that is the one that he launched in space, right? That was a prototype for testing purposes, right? That was totally 100% research.
1: He definitely wants to have the first car on Mars. I mean, this was an attempt to it before, and he just missed it with the trajectory of the rocket because it didn't have the correct energy, Delta V, we call it in rocket science. And he just missed Mars by a little bit. But yeah, he definitely wants to have the first car on Mars. Now, I say that he wasn't expecting to soft land the car on Mars. He wanted the car to, you know, crash land on Mars.
0: But why wouldn't we count the uh, the rovers as a car? I think they're a car.
1: If they're designed to be driven or transport a human, then they would. But none of them are.
0: Well, the the thing is, though, why are we specifying a human? Because the Martian aliens are obviously a lot smaller than us, and they could easily ride on the rovers. Thus, they are a car.
1: Elon had some interesting things to say about aliens and the fact that he thinks that we are probably the only sentient beings right now because if there were aliens on Earth right now, that he thinks that nobody would be able to hide it because it would just be too big of an issue for politicians to make money off of or defense departments to try to create new weapons and new defense systems and stuff like that. So I think he's probably right about that. But in any event, he did. Somebody brought up aliens and he did actually answer the question. Go ahead. Go to the live stream. It's on the SpaceX's YouTube channel, and you can see everything that he said. He was standard Elon Musk just talking off the cuff. It wasn't polished at all. You know, he kind of stutters a little bit. I don't know if you guys know how he talks and it wasn't like in a polished event at all. I mean, it was polished. He had great videos and everything and he knew technically what he was talking about, but he was just another guy up there. It was great. Chris
0: Farrell, let me ask you this, mister. Quest: Are you an alien? I can neither confirm nor deny that. There you go. We proved Elon Musk wrong right here and right now on the official guineageek.com show. 100%. No, no.
3: We proved nothing because nothing was confirmed, nor was it denied.
0: Yeah, but the problem was that while you were saying that, you actually shed your skin, revealing that you were wearing a Chris Farrell suit, kind of like the Edgar suit from Men in Black. Dude, I'm a human. I'm always shedding my skin. Totally <laughs> do. Fair enough. Well, SB, thank you very much for bringing that in this week because it has been far too long since we've had any space news. Is there anything else you want to summarize before we move on to my news point?
1: Well, the space hopper tests are done and that was just the small little test vehicle. This is one of two Starship test vehicles that are prototypes that he has two different teams working on. And eventually within a couple of years, we will actually have his 100 person starship ready to go. Uh, He's financing it. His buddy in Japan is financing it. And he said, this is such a small part of SpaceX that it was incredible that they were able to put it together in four months. And I believe him. So if they could do this in four months, I can't wait to see what they can do in another couple of years.
0: Moving on to the next news point here. Let's talk about Star Wars, a foggy story. It's uh, There's a little take on all the other Star Wars properties right now. That was my witty title. Not so witty. This week, the news came out that there's a bit of a new name to the Star Wars franchise. That's right. Infamous... A man of many talents i was going to give him an official title but let's be honest He he's a man of many talents kevin feige has indeed been tapped to develop a new star wars story yes the same kevin feige wow i cannot say his name the same kevin feige which has ended up why are you looking at me like that what's up sb
1: It's Kevin Feige. Hey, everybody knows Kevin Feige. Why why are you having a problem? Don't even try to read it. Just go with what everybody else has said. Kevin Feige. Even I can pronounce his name.
0: Kevin Feige. The infamous Kevin Feige, (laughs) the infamous (laughs) Kevin Feige. Send your hate mail to JS at GunnaGeek.com, please. That's JS at GunnaGeek.com for all hate mail. (laughs) I was considering editing that out. I'm not going to. Uh, So the infamous Kevin Feige, the one from the Marvel franchise, the one that has really made Marvel Cinematic Universe what it is today, has been confirmed to be directing an upcoming Star Wars movie. There's not a lot of information yet on what it's going to be. And a lot of people were immediately speculating. Well, is Ms. Kennedy out? What's happening? Is Kevin going to be the one that is taking direction of the Star Wars universe? Because let's be honest, it's in a little rough shape right now. And so all that speculation and rumor mill was happening. And at this time, Disney Studios co-chairman Alan Horn has said that it is only just for one movie. And there is no other plans to have him tell many of the Star Wars franchise. So I wanted to bring this up today because do we believe this? Let's ask that question. Do we believe that that's the case? Me personally, before I turn it over to you two, I think that this is a test. Let's see how he does. Let's get him, introduce him a little bit. And then eventually he usurps Kathleen Kennedy's position. That's my my assumption here. What do you think, Espy?
1: First of all, I'm not a Star Wars expert. I'm just a fan. But here's what I've seen. They brought Ron Howard in to save a movie. And while he probably did better with the movie than it was previously, and they brought him in halfway through, so they had to reshoot a lot of the movie, right? But even he didn't pull it off. And we're talking about the solo film. I think they are scraping for somebody to come in and save Kathleen Kennedy from herself. And they don't want to admit that they made a mistake and get rid of her. But that's what they need to do. They need to get rid of her. Will Kevin Feige come in and take over Star Wars? I have no idea if the guy is steeped in Star Wars lore like he is in Marvel. The guy is a genius with Marvel. I don't know why you'd want to take him away from Marvel unless he's told the Disney execs that he's burnt out and he wants to try something new. And this could also be leverage that they used with Sony For the Spider-Man deal that just went down this past week as well, where they said, oh, Kevin's busy with other properties. Of course, he's busy with other properties. He's bringing the mutants back on. He's finished with the Infinity Saga over in in the MCU. And yeah, he's a little bit busy recouping that into the next phase. And yeah, so it works both ways. This helped them with the Spider-Man negotiations and This could help Kathleen Kennedy. I think it's a great move. I don't think he's coming in to take over Star Wars, though. I think he's coming in to help save it, though.
0: I think he's coming in to help save it. But I think that there's a master plan because we've seen Star Wars scale back. And I think that's going to be its position. I think for a long time, we're going to see it not to the level that Marvel is. So I think if we're producing less content, fewer stories, and it's more contained than we're seeing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think there is still time to tap him for Star Wars. Because if you think about it, he has been for a little bit now running the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Marvel Extended, well, the Sony Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's been tapped on that. And that sort of pacing that we've been seeing with the Sony side of things is sort of where I think the future of Star Wars is. So I think he's shown he's got that capacity to handle both of them and I think that that might be where we see this go is we do eventually see him handle both properties and maybe he scales back a little bit on Marvel we don't know we could see that happening so I I think that this is just like let's see what he does let's try to try to prove this let's build our business case for why we're going to kick out Kathleen and let, let's give the fans a little bit of confidence here with one film and it's just a master plan, and eventually, there you go, he's handling it. That's that's sort of my conspiracy theory.
1: Chris Farrell... What, oh. Wait a minute. I, I think it's overstating it to say that Kevin Feige has been running Sony's Spider-Man universe. He's not been running the entire Spider-Man universe, just the Spider-Man main movies. He wasn't involved in Venom. He's not involved in any other projects that Sony had going on. It was just Tom Holland-based properties. Yeah, because Kevin... if if Kevin Feige were involved in Venom, it'd actually be good.
0: <laughs> that's why I said the extended Marvel Sony or or Disney Sony. I said one of the two because I, I count just the Spider Man movies as that universe. I don't count Venom as it. That's not that's not the the hybrid property right there. It's just the Spider Man ones, which are the hybrid.
1: Sony does have other properties in the works right now within the Spider Man main uh ip so you you need to be specific when you're talking about what kevin yeah. feige can do and what he can't do
0: but the thing is i don't, i don't want to get in this debate but they're they're disney will acknowledge the spider-man stuff as being canon they will not acknowledge anything beyond that and that's my point. yes that's my point is he's been involved with the hybrid property the two there the one that disney will acknowledge
1: that's but why it's di- it's different in saying that he could take over the entire Star Wars extended universe.
0: When you, when, uh, uh, when you look at what has been produced with the Spider-Man films, the individual Spider-Man films, I think that you absolutely can consider that as an even direction for where Star Wars is going, because there's been a couple of movies, there's been a couple of movies, and it's been in the same pacing as the last couple of Star Wars. So I think the pacing lines up. I think he could. Chris Farrell, what do you want to say? You're the one with the uh, Spider-Man over your shoulder, which somehow ties into Star Wars.
3: I'm sure Marvel's real scared of Sony's plans for the Madam Web movie that nobody wants, but that's neither here nor there. We're not here to make fun of Spider-Man movie choices that Sony's making. It's the Kevin Feige discussion. He's a name they can use to leverage to say, look, we're trying to fix Star Wars. How much he's actually involved, who knows? I, I honestly think part of it's just like, We realize that Star Wars is damaged as a property. How do we get some of our fans back on board? Oh, we'll bring in Kevin Feige for a movie. What's a movie of involvement going to do? It's the same thing that Ron Howard did. Not very much. The the problem is Solo is actually a decent movie. It just kind of got rolled because of other issues.
0: Yeah, um, I think that Star Wars is definitely in a big state of disarray right now, and I do think that they need somebody to come in and and write the ship. Uh, I'm a believer of that. I actually didn't... Okay, I'll say it. I liked the last Star Wars. I know a lot of people didn't. I liked the last movie. I actually had bigger issues with The Force Awakens. However, I recognize that a lot of people didn't like the last one, and... The fill-in movies, a lot of people haven't liked. So I think that that ship definitely needs to be straightened out. I think we definitely have a big problem there with the Star Wars franchise when you consider how much money they've paid. And the more that you burn that franchise, the more that you burn the fans, the less they're interested in things like Star Wars Land and things like that. So I absolutely think that they need to get this fixed for their financial state of their purchase that they made. I think they will eventually. Maybe it'll take another trilogy. Another bad, bad trilogy, uh, but maybe we'll get there. (sighs)
1: Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Okay. Because I, okay,
0: here's the thing. My concern, I like the last one. I just said that. I like the last one. I am concerned about the next trilogy because of the fact that they are going to be doing everything they can to try to start a new story. And also, they're using a director that other fans have not, that the fans did not like the last movie. So while I might personally like it, I have a feeling that overall for the future direction of Star Wars, it's not going to be the right direction. I I, I I have fear on that. That's my my concern right now, even though I liked his work on the last movie.
3: There's going to be a vocal minority that hates whatever comes out. You can't please them. It doesn't really matter. The Star Wars fandom is toxic. That's the problem you have now, is there's so much of a toxic element to the fandom That small, say, 5% that hates, it's going to come out and poo-poo all over it and ruin it. Whether it's good, bad, indifferent, they're going to come out and be like, I don't like this, so we're going to review bombing on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm going to dedicate my entire life to crapping all over something I say I love. It's what you see right now. It's part of what's ruined Star Wars for me now is I can't deal with the A-hole fans. I just don't want to, so it's easier just to ignore it all. Like, I used to be, and I I still enjoy Star Wars, but it's not like it used to be. It's not like... Back in the day, when I was on like the Star Wars message boards during the prequel trilogy, exchanging theories and having good natured conversation with folks, because there, if you didn't dis, if you didn't agree with someone, it didn't devolve into oh, you're just an SJW, blah 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 blah. It was oh, I don't agree with you, but I can sort of see where you're coming from. the The discourse has completely evolved into something I hate when it comes to talking about Star Wars.
0: I agree. No, I I agree. I think that it's definitely hard to be a fan with any opinion right now. Um, and as someone who liked the last movie, I, I know very well, very well what that feels like. Uh, and also, by the way, I, I also enjoyed, um, can't even remember the name, but I enjoyed it. The, uh, the Solo? One, no, the one, the other one. Uh, Rogue One? Rogue One. I, I also enjoyed Rogue One. I liked Solo more than Rogue One. See, I, I had issues with, with Solo on many levels. So I only had Rogue One, a few issues with Rogue One. So, I definitely would place Rogue One above, but I don't think either of them are what they should have been.
1: The main issue I had with Rogue One is the issue that a lot of people had is at the end of the movie, you had nobody to root for that was in the movie. And it was a story that everybody knew was probably going to happen, is that there was going to be a lot of deaths in it. And yeah, there was. And this goes back to the very first movie that we saw, A New Hope. And. I, They are danged if they did, danged if they didn't there. Aside from that, it was a pretty good movie. I just have no desire to watch it again. No one to root
3: for. There was the Dark Lord of the Sith who just came in there and wrecked face. That's who I was rooting for at the
1: end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not going to root for him at any point in time. I know he's a fan favorite, but no.
0: See, that explains why we don't have a lot of people watching and listening to this show because there's nobody on this show to root for. <laughs> that explains it. Uh, before we go to our next one, I was running a poll on Geeks Live asking if people thought that Star Wars was salvageable. 25% said yes. 50% said no. And, uh, oh, it changed. Uh, 20% said, I think it's doing great as it is. So... 20% said yes, 60% said no, 20% said they think it's doing great as it is. So there you go. There you go. That is uh, our chat room at Geeks Live when we record this live on Mondays at eight p- 8.45 p.m. Eastern Time. They don't like Star Wars, apparently. Chris Farrell, what's going on with the century mode on Teslas? Why are you talking about this today? So it's interesting,
3: and I fully admit I lurk on the Tesla subreddits and a few other places because the vehicles fascinate me. I'm not in a position where it's really tenable for me to own a Tesla where I live because, hey, it snows here. It gets really cold, and reduced battery life is kind of a problem for someone who has a 70-mile commute each day. You don't want to have to be a slave to charging all the time, but neither here nor there. I do like to see some of the cool stuff that comes out because whether you're a fan of electric vehicles or not, the tech that comes in tesla vehicles it's mighty cool and just recently like within the last 6-12 months or so they unveiled a feature called sentry mode on teslas now if you're not aware a tesla vehicle has a buttload of cameras all around it so that it can watch cars around you use its autopilot features well they've put an update in place so that all those cameras can be turned on in a sentry mode and if you have a usb thumb drive plugged into your center console you can basically record everything around your vehicle so say someone bumps your vehicle or backs into the rear end of your vehicle you have footage of all of it you can take it directly to the police you can say hey here's what happened and originally what it was brought in the case for was more safety like that but also there were a rash of break-ins in california where people were having the backs of their teslas broken open so people could try and steal stuff out of the back seat sentry mode was kind of a way to try and keep them from doing or at least catch those that did but it's kind of gotten a second life now of people watching people deface other people's Teslas. Yeah, it's really kind of a bummer. So there's an example right now, a Tesla Model 3 owner by the name of Alan Tweedy, who lives in Broomfield, Colorado. He parked his car at a local school to watch his daughter's soccer game that weekend, and he engaged sentry mode. When he came back to his car, he came back and saw a giant scratch down the side of his car. On Twitter, he said, you could feel down to the bare metal and see it scratched all the way through the paint. He pulled up Sentry Mode on his car, saw there was an event recorded on it, reviewed the footage, and then just witnessed a woman keying the crap out of his car. No idea why anything like that, but he took the video on Sentry Mode, put it up on Facebook. It's been seen over 100,000 times, and they're trying to find the woman who did it. It's even been picked up by the local CBS station in his area, where they interviewed him and asked about it. And he said, it really speaks to the level of anger for a crime like this, that so many people are willing to spread it and share the word and try to help us find it because nobody likes this. This is my car, but it could be yours next. What is interesting is the Bloomfield police said these types of crimes are generally very difficult to investigate, but with Tesla's sentry mode video, they have a shot at finding the vandal. And if you go watch the video they have there, you can see this woman's face. You can see that she just walks up and keys the hell out of this car for no good reason other than the fact it's a Tesla. There's a lot of hate for some people towards electric cars that I don't understand, but Sentry mode, kind of a cool feature to find people who want to vandalize your car or just find someone who backs into your car. And I kind of wish I had the feature on one of my vehicles now, but yeah, I I have a backup camera and that's it. So I don't have cool things like this. I'm glad that sentry mode does exist so that you can find people like this who just want to willfully destroy your property and hopefully get justice through the law. Does it have a night mode? I don't know. I would assume to some extent that it does, because these are the same cameras it uses for doing autopilot when you're driving on the interstate and things like that.
0: Huh. Yeah, I got to look into this. But, you know, I think that this is definitely something that um, it's neat tech to have. I can't wait for this person to get busted because I completely speculate that The person's going to um, end up saying that they just didn't like electric vehicles or some stupid thing like that because I always think back to your icing, your icing Mm -hmm. news thing. Okay, it's probably something stupid like this. Um, But cameras on cars during parking lot situations is not a new thing. There's been uh, a few different stories that are have come out because of the whole concept of dash cams and things like that. But this one's getting elevated, I think, because it's a Tesla and it's built right in, which which is cool. Yes. I think it's cool, though. I, I do now, think it's cool.
3: Now, there is a wholesome aspect of this that you sometimes see on the subreddit where there's just videos people post of, hey, I guess this guy liked my car because you'll see someone walking by and the sentry mode will pick it up because they get close to the car and like they double take and they start like drooling over the Tesla. And you kind of get those wholesome moments where people are like, hey, this guy really thinks Teslas are kind of interesting. And you kind of have fun with people drooling over a Tesla versus someone, you know, keying it just because it's an electric car or trying to open the doors because they feel like, hey, I can look at this person's electric car, even though it's not mine. It's interesting. I like the wholesome aspect of it more because it's kind of fun. And I know at least where I live right now, it's still kind of a novelty Novelty to see a Tesla a lot of the time. I see a few here and there. But anytime I'm walking through a parking lot, if I see one, I kind of double take a second and I might kind of look over and be like, yeah, that's a Tesla and like take a couple steps over in that direction and smile a little bit because I have an interest in them. I'm an enthusiast despite not owning one. So from that perspective, I enjoy seeing the center mode videos much more than I enjoy uh, seeing people trying to damage other people's property.
0: Uh, I'm glad though that you brought this up because it just makes me think about things the next time that I want to um, quote drool end quote on a Tesla because uh, I don't really want that on the internet, if you know what I mean. Oh, my. I know. I I, I really like them. I like them a lot. (laughs) Moving on to our extra extra here. Chris Farrell, you've dug up something that we've talked a little bit about here before, and I'm so excited for you to run through this list.
3: Right. So we have talked about before YouTube TV. I did a whole in-depth Chris Taps That App segment on it. And I said, one of the glaring weaknesses at that time is there was not an official version of YouTube TV available on the Amazon Fire devices. Well, today, i.e., when I was at work at 10 o'clock this morning and got a notification on my phone, I was informed that YouTube TV has officially arrived on Amazon Fire devices. No longer do you have to sideload an app that someone made and modified of the official release. You can get the official YouTube TV app on your Fire TV and it works just the same as it does on the Roku, on the web browser, everything like that. It's great to finally see it there. They'd been promising that it would be here by the end of the year. The same with the YouTube regular app, which came out about two months ago on Fire TVs. And how did this all happen? We talked about before that Amazon and Google had kind of been in a spat for a while because they didn't want to sell each other's devices, provide access to libraries and apps that were unique to each other, and they kind of settled up, made their, put their differences aside, and made a commitment that YouTube slash Google apps would be coming to Fire TV. This was the last big one, and I, for one, was excited to get it here. Uh, if you do have a Fire TV device, bear in mind that the Google service is not compatible with first-generation Fire TV sticks or Fire TV boxes. But everything else, that means the second-gen stick, the 4K stick, both first- and second-gen cubes, the second-gen and third-gen Fire TV devices, and a Fire TV Smart TVs from Toshiba, Insignia, Element, and Westinghouse are all compatible with YouTube TV. So if you were a cord cutter making use of the YouTube TV service and you were built on a house of Fire TVs, you no longer have to have a side-loaded app. You can have the official one. that is is updated on a more frequent basis. Now, that being said, I did side-load the app like a week ago because I was getting tired of waiting. And the side-load version that you could put on there was really solid, I only had it crap out on me once, and it pretty much just felt like someone had ported the Android version over, and it was remarkably stable. This version I put on this afternoon, I've used it for a whopping 30 minutes, was in the kitchen this evening cooking, no problems whatsoever, it seems stable, and I'm glad that YouTube TV is available on pretty much any streaming device that you want now.
1: Another really great thing I like about the Fire TV sticks or the Fire TV over Roku, is that you can get Twitch via the fire and you can't via Roku. I actually had to buy a new fire TV stick to get Twitch on one of the TVs in my house because I was uh, in a location that I was going to be watching Twitch on. So, yeah, fire TV is definitely making some waves here.
0: You know, I've got a Fire Stick 4K. Uh, I'm a big advocate for skipping over the BASIC and going to the 4K. It's zippier. I'm much happier with the 4K than I ever was with the BASIC. And I don't have a 4K TV. The thing is, though, I kind of feel like you still sometimes can't totally get away away from some of these other devices. I've had sitting here for a while. I got a really good deal last year at Christmas time on a Roku Ultra. And because you guys have been talking about it, it's been sitting here. And I I started to stream a bit of NFL through a service. Um, I think it's DAZN. Yeah, that's DAZN. And I'm like, you know, this is weird. It looks clear on my phone. It looks clear on my computer. It, it doesn't look as clear on my 4K fire stick. So I'm like, Let, let's fire open on the Roku. And I did that. And I set it all up and everything. And it was clear on the Roku. However, like you say, The Fire Stick has Twitch on it. Um, There's also, I've noticed some clarity differences as well in favor of the Fire Stick. So it's like, I guess I could just have not gone to the Roku and just been happy with what I had on the Fire Stick. Because honestly, the Fire Stick has worked well for everything that I've wanted to do with it, except for that little bit of quality difference. But it's kind of frustrating to me that not all these apps are created equal for all of these services and sometimes you have to have multiple if you do want that higher quality. I've noticed that with Netflix as well. I've noticed that that uh, the Netflix quality is better on some devices than others.
3: Well, do you want me to blaspheme right in front of you, Stephen? Absolutely. I found, I cut, I cut the cord, I have a variety of different streaming devices. I found the one that generally has the best picture quality, it's my Apple TV 4K.
0: I was going to say the Apple TV was actually, the Netflix actually looked better mm-hmm. um, on my third-gen Apple TV than yeah. it does on my Fire Stick 4K.
3: The Apple TV 4K has horsepower to spare and from a cord-cutter perspective and a home theater perspective, it does 4K HDR, Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision, and a few other things and it it's never struggled when it comes to any of the apps I run. It's never really hung anything like that. I am surprised at how well Apple TV 4K works for me. That being said, I also have a Roku Premiere Plus and the Roku Premiere Plus has been pretty rock solid for me other than there was one app. I can't remember what it was that just kept crashing on me all the time. And I found out it's because I had to reinstall it for some reason.
0: I should clarify, by the way, I don't think that I've actually done a test with Netflix on Apple TV and my fire stick 4k. I know it looked better than the basic. So I, I don't know that that was actually to do with the 4k. So I should, I should do that assessment and, and get back on that.
1: You mentioned the Apple TV 4k, Chris, I I haven't investigated it because I've been uh, totally into the Roku architecture in my house. Is there some things that you can't get on Apple TV anymore, or did they make all the appropriate deals now?
3: The only thing I've had an issue with is I don't believe there's an official Twitch app, but I just Chromecast it onto my TV when I want to watch Twitch stuff because the TV has Android TV built into it. From my perspective... Why I made the uh, Roku, excuse me, the Apple TV, my primary streaming box is, even if you have a cable subscription like I had through Comcast, you don't necessarily have access to streaming apps like, say, the Fox Sports and things like that for all of those devices. They don't make deals for, say, Android TV on some of those things. So, like, if you're running an Android TV box, you might not have access to, I think it was Cooking Channel, Food Network, and History Channel, for instance, there was no deal. For Android TV support, but there was for Roku and Apple TV support through Comcast, which was really strange. So honestly, what pushed me towards Roku and Apple TV is when I had cable, all of those apps had subscription for both those devices because that's what the greatest number of devices out there are right now is Rokus and Apple TVs. It seems like well, probably fire TVs, to be honest, but I'd kind of backed off the fire TV side of the house for a little bit.
0: Uh, The last thing that we want to mention in our extra extra before we get to the Geek Wars, uh, you alluded to it earlier, SP. Why don't you just synopsisize, that's my word, synopsisize the whole Marvel-Sony thing?
1: We talked about it on this week's Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, which will be out in a couple of days. It was just Michelle and I. And what happened was a couple of weeks ago, That came out in the press that Sony and Marvel slash Disney were not going to be going forward with Spider-Man anymore, which I know is going to hurt Chris quite a bit because he's such a Spider-Man fan and everybody really enjoyed Tom Holland and especially how the last movie Spider-Man far from home ended in that the Tom Holland Spider-Man was the Tony Stark replacement in the MCU and that Spider-Man was now, out in the open as Peter Parker. And then that was it. And then that would have been the end of the MCU because the deal got ixnade. Well, this last week it was announced that they came to terms for two movie deal. You have one Sony standalone Spider-Man film and then a use of Tom Holland as Spider-Man in an MCU film with a bunch of other people. So I think this is a way to give back to the fans a little bit to keep the Tom Holland Spider-Man going within the MCU for one Sony picture and one MCU picture. But I think after that, unless another deal has been broached, I think this will be it. And that Disney will not want to make that deal anymore. And they will want to concentrate on their other properties. For instance, the mutants that are uh, coming due to their purchase of the Fox, uh, IPs. So, yeah, that that's my take on it. Uh, Chris, I'm interested in your take on it. So Spider-Man and Batman are the two most recognizable marketable superheroes
3: out there. So it's in Marvel's and Disney's best interest to stay involved in some way. And hey, they're getting a bigger cut of the pie. Now they get what? 25% of the box office returns. They have to put up 25% of the production costs, but then they get the full merchandise or something like that. So they're getting a more fair cut than the 5% they were getting. I wouldn't be shocked if this deal gets revisited or, hey, it's Disney. They're basically printing money. Wait four years. They're going to buy Sony Pictures or something. (laughs) Who knows? I'm I'm only half joking when I say that, but who would have thought they would have bought Marvel? They would have bought Star Wars. They own Pixar in-house. I'm not fully joking when I say wait a few years and they might buy them because let's be honest. If Sony puts out some garbage flicks, which it looks like they have slated for Spider-Man, I made my opinion well-known on Madam Web and Venom and a bunch of the other stuff they have slated out there because I'm going, ah, it's cash grab the plan, just like you had with Amazing Spider-Man 2 that failed. Let's be honest, Spider-Man was their biggest grossing film of all time. There was a James Bond movie behind that. Daniel Craig's done as James Bond after this. Who knows what the next movie is going to be like. When you think of Sony, what properties do you think
1: of right now? They put out some poo movies. They might just buy them one day. I think more of Columbia Pictures than they do Sony, to be honest. Fair. Mm.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that this is something that will be interesting to follow. I'm so glad that those of us who said we didn't think it was done ended up being right because we needed that hope. And I'm glad that that was the case. I think that one thing that's uh, really worth considering on this is a lot of people like this version of Spider-Man because of the boyish boyish charm. It's spot on for a young Peter Parker, but eventually Tom Holland America cruise lines is going to get old and he's going to end up not having that boyish look anymore. And so maybe at that point that changes the value of the spider property.
1: One would argue that that boyish look has started to leave him. And I even mentioned that in the legends of shield far from home coverage.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think that it'll be interesting to see how how that goes, uh, for sure. One thing to also
3: keep in mind with this is convenient how the week before it comes out on home release and DVD and Blu-ray, they make this deal happen. (laughs) So now you don't have a bunch of fanboys like, I'm so mad, I'm not going to buy this movie because I'm going to show them what I think. Well, it was available digitally two weeks ago, but it comes out on video tomorrow as we record this for you to buy. So they have successfully navigated the fact that Fans were going to be upset, and were going to vote with their wallets to a certain extent.
1: That's true. I did not. I did not pre-buy Far From Home steel case like I normally did because of this issue. And tonight, I did. I've, or, <laughs> I've ordered it, so I will go pick See? it up because of the deal made. Because I, I was <laughs> like, no way. I'm. I'm done with this. I'm not going to go back into it. Yeah, I would have missed watching John Favreau and uh, Aunt May, but. We're I, w- I watching was watching Ant Man too. Yeah, I mean, was. I was, n- was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was going to vote with my dollar because that was the big thing, and anybody in our Discord knows that hashtag boycott Snowy. I was literally going to boycott Sony.
0: Or his first one that he said boycott Snowy, I think is what you first said there. Right. Yeah. Well,
3: did you say Stony in that one? Because you got to be careful if you go in the fanfic circle. Stony has a meaning of Steve and Tony fanfics and oh, that's, that's, that's okay I meant, me. I
1: meant i meant i will be clear i meant <laughs> boycott sony
0: and and he will be extra clear on that because as the author of many of those fanfics he doesn't want to boycott that at all
3: that's the money train right there you can parlay <laughs> that into fame just like stephanie myers did with twilight or, <laughs> what was it no it was uh it was whoever wrote the 50 shades movies because that was twilight fanfic that they then adapted that's so right yeah Fanfic turned into movies. Mm -hmm. You too could be what's-her-face that did Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: (laughs) Well, before we move on to our special international netcast day uh, trivia of Geek Wars, I just want to back up a second here because on Geeks.Live, I was running a poll back with the Tesla news asking if people thought that they were going to buy a Tesla at some point. And uh, 17% said yes within a couple of years. 17% said yeah eventually and 67% said no. Uh, as an FYI, really? I, I'm in the no camp because I think that Tesla's done a great job of getting us towards electric vehicles. I think they're going to quickly be passed by traditional automakers. And I think that that's probably the route I will eventually end up going because of availability. I think that Counter, counterpoint. Probably. Yep.
3: Uh, the supercharger network, no one else has. And that's a distinct agreement that Tesla has yeah.
0: over every
1: other electric vehicle out there.
0: We'll see. We'll see where it goes. I think you're going to see a lot of manufacturers, uh, doing a little bit of flipping. We'll see. We will see how it goes.
1: That would be counter to their uh, oil compadres, the the oil industry. So yeah, I'm with Chris here. I will cite Ford before we go into the Geek Wars.
0: It's time for another edition of Geek Wards. This is the segment where I ask some trivia to these guys, and this time it's all podcast-related-ish. And we're going to go ahead and ask them some podcast-ish-related trivia. They're going to go ahead and buzz in. If you've not checked out this before, the way this works is I ask the question, and these two have the opportunity to buzz on in. They will buzz in saying their name. Their name. And I will go ahead and see it never gets old. I actually got old a very long time ago. But they will go ahead and answer. And if they get it wrong, the other person has a chance to answer as well and steal the points. As we go through, there are some different some different questions where you might have the opportunity to get a few extra points. And at the end, we will either have a win or a tie because we have a habit of tying here on the official geek.com show, like we did last time, as I go through this, there will be a live poll at Geeks.Live, which is one of the reasons why you want to go ahead and join us while we record live, because you can participate as well. Chris and SB, are you ready to find out which of you know more about podcasting-ish trivia? I already know the answer to that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's SB.
0: <laughs> All right. So, question number one. When did Apple officially add podcast support to iTunes? Was it A, December 2004, B, June of 2005, C, September 2005, or D, January of 2006? Chris. Chris Farrell, what would you like to say? The first
3: option. That was December of 2004, correct? That is
0: incorrect. SP, would you like to steal?
1: I would, and I can't remember the option. I think it's B. It was June 2005. That's going to go ahead
0: and put SP at one. Way to go, SP. You are at one. All right. Thank you. Question. Count on the board. <laughs> He's got a point on the board. And by the way, for those of you who are playing along right now at Geeks Alive, just go ahead and put your answer in there, and we'll go ahead and see whether or not you get it right. The next one that we've got here is which of these is not a smodcast podcast? Is it A. Fat Man Beyond, B. Hollywood Babylon, C. Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, or D. Kevin and Jay Get Old? Uh, Chris. Chris Farrell, which is it?
3: C. Which is? hawk salad, and scrambled eggs.
0: That is incorrect.
3: Ooh. That is
0: incorrect.
3: <sighs> there needs to be a different option on there, then.
1: Uh, I'll try B.
0: You want to you wanna say B? Why do you want to say B?
1: It's not D. I don't think it's A. So... Why don't you think it's D? Because I think I've heard of a podcast as... That name, that's a podcast. Oh, guest.
3: I know what you just did, you oh. tricky son of a bitch.
0: I know what you just did to me. They're both incorrect, and I will let Chris Farrell say what the answer is. What is the answer? It's the last one, because it's Jay and Silent Bob Get Old it is, is the name of the podcast. It is absolutely Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and uh whatever talk, i didn't know talk salad and scrambled eggs Ooh. was a thing. so
3: no <laughs> he made a joke about it i didn't think he actually did it
0: yeah i like it i love it it's a fraser rewatch podcast i'm looking i'm gonna look it up i just came across this today and i i love the concept of that i think that that's that sounds really fun
3: oh, especially and,
1: since the dad's dead now right he passed away a yeah, couple years ago he did, yeah, yeah.
3: So. yeah and i apologize for cursing earlier steven i didn't mean to call you a tricky sop
0: so the next one that we've got here, I occasionally, on this show wear a shirt that is podcast-based based. There are different icons on there. There are five different icons with different slogans. Name three of the icons, and only name three of what the sorry, what the text says. And do not say the other ones because the other person has a chance to pick up some points as well. One point for each. Go (laughs) ahead. So that that shirt that I sometimes wear, it's got three different podcast-related icons with sayings under it. What exactly are those sayings? I've also posted it to my social media. I've also talked about it on my podcast. I've had it on Facebook. It just showed up f- as a memory the other day for me. You know,
3: the flaw here is Steven thinks we pay attention
0: to it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is a flaw. Would
0: anybody like to take a gamble here? Because it's one point each. One point
3: each. Eat, sleep, and breathe, Chris. Chris, what is it? Eat, sleep, breathe. That is incorrect. Hmm. SB?
1: I thought it was like... Edit... Record... Um, I don't know if publish is one but I, I think it is what's
0: your answer give me your answer what's your official answer
1: those would be my answer
0: which puts Chris or SP at four that is absolutely correct it is prep record edit publish repeat so there you go uh, and by the way at the live chat we had somebody answer correctly to the question Ooh. as well nice, nice. Uh, moving on to the next one here, Audacity is a editor that many podcasters use. It was created by two students of at which institution? A, Harvard, B, Carnegie Mellon, C, Stanford, or D, Nanyang Tech? Which one is it? So, A. Harvard, B. Carnegie Mellon, C. Chris. Dan- Stanford, D. Nanyang Tech. Chris, what one were you going to say? Carnegie Mellon. Chris is getting on the point or on the board there, getting that correct with one. Way to go, Chris way, Farrell.
1: Way to quickly Google that.
0: I'm <laughs> Google My hands are right here. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one here. What year did Apple introduce the Apple Podcast app to iOS? What year was it? Take a guess. It is an open field. There's no ABC or D on this one. Chris Farrell. 2018. Chris said 2018 was when they introduced the Apple Podcast app. Oh, the actual app. Never mind. I thought we were talking the rebranding in iTunes. The Apple Podcast app. Mm. Uh, I'll give you another chance because I know that you, you misunderstood that question. That's fine. I did. Uh, would you like to still ring in?
3: I'm trying to think because I'm trying to remember when I downloaded it from my iPhone. Going once,
0: <laughs> going twice. SP, would you Chris. like to guess? Uh, Chris, what, is, what are you going to guess? 2010. 2010? That is incorrect. SP, would you like to guess? <sighs>
1: this is a tough one. I I will go with I wanted to go with 2009 but the more I think about it I'll probably go 2011.
0: That is also incorrect. It okay. was 2012.
1: Oh, 2012
0: nice.
3: You should have given us a plus or minus on that one. That's all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to the next one that we've got here. This was an interesting piece of trivia that I dug up here. In 2005, the United States Patent and Trademark Office rejected an application to trademark the term podcast. In the rejection, they cited the history of the term podcast from which of the following resources? A. Wikipedia B SoundCloud C Apple or D dictionary.com SP SP what would you like to guess dictionary that is incorrect Chris Merrill would you like to take a stab yes Apple that is incorrect it
1: was Is Wikipedia.
0: Actually, Wikipedia. Oh, it was that's Wiki- BS. Wikipedia. How are you using Wikipedia. I don't know, but they docs. cited it. I'm not sure. I'm guessing they probably used it to pull back the history, right? Because you can go it, back and look at the history, right? If so I they-
3: couldn't cite Wikipedia in college <laughs> research papers, how can they cite it in legal documents my, and legal doctrine? My guess
0: with it, and I didn't dig it into too much, was they were just more so looking for a timeline, and and because Wikipedia, you always see the history very easy to establish that long that Yeah, longevity. they were
1: looking at the podcast would be deemed a uh, common term and that you cannot patent a common term or trademark I, or whatever.
3: I call shenanigans. <laughs> well, I'm not calling shenanigans on the ruling. I'm that, not calling shenanigans on the ruling, but the fact they used Wikipedia as a source, I call shenanigans. <laughs> All
0: right, right, let's uh, uh, board remains at four for SP, one for Chris. Moving on to the next one here. Famous podcaster turned host, Chris Hardwick is known for Nerdist and for hosting the AMC talking franchise. But what was the name of the NBC game show that he hosted? This one's the the ish to podcasting trivia. Uh,
2: I
1: remember seeing him uh, he was so awkward up there, too. Um, going once? Going twice? It was no a clue. really famous show a couple years ago.
0: Okay, I will give you four options. Was it The Cave, The Wall, The Tower, or Talking Game Shows?
1: I'm going to say <laughs> it's The Tower. But,
0: tower. Yeah. Okay, so you, you both sang the tower. I'll give you each a point if you're right, because you're both wrong. It was the that wall. Was the wall. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. All right, remains the same. This one here is a really hard piece of trivia. Moving on to the next one that we've got here. In the Google Podcast official podcast requirements document, they recommend that you have which of the following tags within your main website's header. So within the header section of the HTML of your main website, are you supposed to have a brackets podcast tag, a bracket RSS tag, a brackets feed tag, or a brackets link tag within your header section of your main website? There you go. Get nice and geeky on that one. (laughs) (laughs) This is one that I brought up because it actually made the new, like it it made the podcast circle news because it was something (sighs) new that, they were asking in I've relation been, to a podcast. Yeah,
1: I've been on the web, the developers' website yeah. several times, and <laughs> I I want to say it's Link, but I, I can't be hundred percent sure on that.
0: Is that your guess? Yeah, you guys say your name.
1: SP Link.
0: <laughs> that is absolutely correct. It is Link. It is Link, wow. which puts you at five. So way to go, SP. Way to five. Don't worry. Don't worry, Chris. There is still room for you to come back. Oh, I'm sure. This next one here could potentially be three points because it's a double question. Many podcasters turned to a service called Blab to dabble in live streaming when they wanted to do so. You
3: had to do this. (laughs)
1: This,
0: (sighs) This service, which many podcasters adopted for live video streaming, shuttered its doors in what year, but bonus two points if you can name the title of the post That announced its demise. So one point for the year, two points for the post. SP, what would you like to guess?
1: The year is 2016.
0: Okay, that is correct. That puts you at six.
1: And if I remember, my pal, my (laughs) favorite person ever, Sean, he named the post on, I believe it was Medium. It was. Blab is dead, long live blab, and then everybody says R.I.P. Blab after that.
0: That is absolutely correct, which puts you at eight. At eight. So there you go. Eight for
1: SP, one for Chris. And for the record, Sean, if he's ever involved in any project in the future, I will not support it because <laughs> of the shenanigans that went on with Blab. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the next one here. In Spotify's podcast delivery specification document, what is the minimum bit rate that they list as supported? Is it A, 64 kilobits per second, B, 80 kilobits per second, C, 96 kilobits per second, or D, 112 kilobits per second? What do they have listed as the minimum recommended bit rate in the podcast delivery specifications document.
1: Chris, do you know this?
0: I have two theories, but I'm not sure which is right. Okay.
1: Okay. Would you like to guess? I've actually been there and I know it, but I'll give you the chance to answer it. Chris. All
0: right. What is it? 64. You're saying 64. That is incorrect. SP?
1: I think it's 80. It's either 80 or 112, and I'm going to go with 80. It's 96, meaning you're both Really? It's 96 is what they list, yes. I I thought it was something that was off kilter. Well,
0: I think because 96, so many podcasters, so many people who consult for podcasts recommend 64, I think that that was why it got some hubbub. They
1: must have changed it, because at one point, I think it was something Uh, like 80.
0: I just looked at it today, so... Yeah, okay. It must have changed, but in any case, you're both incorrect. So, last question that we've got here is one that you could really, really take some points back here, Chris Farrell. Oh, this is I'm one sure. that you could take back. I'm sure. Because if you get all of these correct, you get a whopping 10 points. Otherwise, you get one point for each, which. Well, I'll enjoy getting none of these. <laughs> oh, you might. You might. By the way, the score right now is eight for SP, one for Chris. Are you ready? Because you gotta get ready to buzz in. I know you guys are both gonna want to answer oh, this one. Yeah. Are you I'm ready? All over it. Are you ready? The final question of today. Name and remember. Keep in mind, one point for each. Ten points if you get them all. Name the founding members of the Gunna Geek Network podcast. Name the founding podcast members of the Gunna Geek Network. And we'll get one point for each. One point for each. Dude,
1: this is you. <laughs> this is you. Go for what it. What were
0: the founding podcasts of the Guinea Geek Network as we know it today? The founding podcasts, not the yes. people. Correct? Podcasts. Podcasts. The founding podcast. Oh,
1: jeez. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad you clarified founding that. Founding I thought pod- it was people. I
0: understood it as people, and
1: I was yeah, there no, like, oh, I did. Oh, we're the using found- stage names, like, real Chris, names.
0: Chris, <laughs> Steven, <Yeah>. Wayne. <wing. laughs> the founding podcasts. Hmm. Come on. Chris. All right, Chris.
3: Come on. All things good and nerdy. Okay, there's one. Legends podcast. There's two. Gonna geek.com show. Give him that <laughs> no, one. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Okay. Do uh, you want to go more obscure. We can say <laughs> Fanboy Buzz also. They were concerned. not we They like were like not. One.
0: They were not, though, a founding member. <laughs> so they were not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gotham Nightline. That's not a founding member, no. No. Jeez. Oh, Alright, so you got three right now, so that puts you up to four. Any others? Any others before? Before we pass it over to SP? Crimson Comet.
3: No. Starling Tribune. No.
0: <laughs> Alright. <I> <laughs> right. SP, would you care to pick up any remaining points there?
1: Ooh, um. Going once, yeah. I uh. Going twice. Cody, it's unqualified gamers. No, nope. really, they, they were not, really not okay. a founding member.
0: Nope. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. galfrey Public Radio. Nope. Okay.
0: <laughs> Just listed all the oldies till we get there. We'll get there eventually.
1: Wow. Um. I I might not know the original 10 then.
0: All right. As per the going about show. uh, I'll give him him one more. I'll give him one more for that. (laughs) That was absolutely correct. The the going geek about section lists the following as original. Legends podcast. Walking the Walking Dead. Comic book legends. All things good and nerdy. Legendary Horror horror Theater, and Art House Legends. They were all original members. Huh. Didn't know that, did ya? Did ya?
1: Uh, Honestly, no. I, I know <laughs> the current members.
0: This is, by <laughs> the way, your Gunna Geek Network 3 out of your 4 admin panel. Right there. There you go. <laughs> well, I wasn't even on the network back then. <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true.
0: But yes, those were the original 6 founding podcasts on I thought you the, said there was 10.
1: There. You said there was 10. I never yeah, said You 10. said 10. Did you I? said there
0: was potential for 10 oh,
3: points?
1: Gee, because I was going to
0: give you 10 points. I was just, just a random figure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> random figure. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's so so sorry, confused. Sorry.
1: i was so confused. I was literally trying to count 10. I'm like, I don't remember yeah. 10 I'm I'm being around were, there. No,
0: I'll be honest. I, I anticipated one of you being quite far behind. I didn't know which one, but I anticipated one of you would clean sweep. That's So, me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I threw a random 10 number out there. Uh, yes, but those were the original. the original. And I asked that, by the way, on the poll at Geeks.Live a little differently because it had to be multiple choice. I said, which of the following was not a founding member of the Guinea Geek Network as we know it today? And I said, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., Art House Legends, or ATGN? And everybody guessed Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not a founding member. So there you go.
1: Wasn't around, yeah.
0: And W.H.E. is the winner. W.H.E. So there we go. So there's your podcast-related Geek Wars for another episode of the official GuineaGeek.com show. Uh, SP still took the win there with the eight versus Chris's five, but there you go. SP I wouldn't won. have.
1: I would not have won had you not thrown that blab question in there, <laughs> <laughs> which blab and me have a, a a very unique history. Let's put it that way.
0: Well, I hope you guys had fun. SP, thank you for coming back for this special Geek Wars, this special podcast related geek wars that was on international podcast podcast day thanks to everybody who came by our live chat today at geeks.live to help celebrate international podcast netcast webcast chris cast day appreciate you doing that chris cast okay. and if you want to start your own chris cast make sure that you hit him up at the chris farrell on twitter i hear that he is starting an official chris cast network
3: you know, I thought about making my own solo show called The Chris Cast uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is that going to be off of uh, Chris Craft boats maybe? Sure, why not? The What's the nice worst, wooden worst that wooden boats? Yeah, oh. okay.
0: All I know is that if you ever ever want to go ahead and try to promote that quote accidentally, also throw a T in the middle of Chris Cast and you might go ahead and get a couple extra cl- clicks on that. <laughs> Just maybe. You might. The hypocrisy of me having a show like that might cause me to burn. <laughs> SP, I know all of the listeners and viewers are wondering, when are you going to return? I know you can't commit to a date, but why don't you throw out throw out a ballpark of when you guess you might be.
1: It really depends on how this week goes and next week. And the weather's starting to turn, so it might limit my ability to work on the engine, and it is all engine-related right now. So I'm thinking three more weeks to work on it, maybe. So that would put me back in about four weeks. There is a couple of trips that I want to take, though. So I just don't know. So uh, about another month is a a good guesstimate. And I do miss being here. And it's just one of those things that I got to get done and get out of my garage.
0: Okay, we'll just tell the truth right now because nobody's buying your BS anymore. We all know that SP in the winter grows a beard. And he doesn't mm-hmm. like the fact that he's been beardless on the GunnaGeek.com show. He's felt very intimidated by Chris and I. So that's why he I just see. took off most of the summer because then he ends up not having as much skin on the feeds.
1: Tomorrow is October 1st.
0: <laughs> Crow it's going to be 90 degrees, but it's October
3: 1st. <laughs> well, I mean, it
1: would be fine for the first couple of days. So.
0: <laughs> Chris Farrell, is there anything that you'd like to plug or promote? Yes, I'd like to promote my
3: new show, The Chris Cast, where we're going to add an extra T to it so Chris can burn in hell then for doing it. Chris Cast with an extra tea.
0: Perfect. So on that <laughs> note, for episode 304 of the official guinea.com show, I'm Stephen John Drew saying thanks for coming on by our live chat. You can always do that on Mondays at 8.45 p.m. Eastern.
3: I got a new show. It's going to be great because Stephen made me do it. And I'm Chris Farrell,
1: ChrisCast.com. Elon, you need some podcasters on that first trip for the Starship.
3: Bye. Bye. It's not actually available. Don't go there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's adult. It probably is. Don't go there.
1: <laughs>